let's do some work. I want to thank my brothers. Thank you. But stay there with me. Just when I'm ready, I'll get back to you. Thank you. I really enjoy you when you play. Blessings. When, um, it, this is strange because I wasn't a guest speaker for this conference, but I found myself preparing for it. So in my mind, I was preparing myself. I always say to Apostle Felix that I am shocked at how people would say, especially leaders in the body of Christ would say, um, they needed the special invitation to come to a conference of this magnitude. That's erroneous in nature. Because when God calls for the garden of his people, there is no one that is extra special. God calls us together to be able to sound and give us the marching mandate for the times that we're in. And, and I don't know about you, but the times that we're in are dangerous times. It's so dangerous that there is no country on earth that is safe. I, I live in the United States, and then um, I can tell you that the same fear that we have in Africa, they have over there. You never know when somebody is going to hit out or when somebody is, I mean, the latest now in the Western world is that they have mental health issues. They only have mental health issues after they've killed someone. And, and so I recognize that every time that we are going to come before the Lord in a convocation of this nature, we must be prepared. Why must we be prepared? We are prepared because this is God's opportunity to harness his children and then re-engineer them for what he has in mind. For example, wealth is to advance God's agenda, not to buy a car. Wealth is not to live in a nice mansion. We would buy cars. We would live, but that's not why he's going to give us wealth. He's going to give us wealth for this small model that we see here, which is this expansion. The expansion of the building is only a natural model or a physical model of the expansion in the realm of the spirit that God has for us. Health is not just for you. Health is to demonstrate that in him we can't be sick. Oh, you're not hearing me here. <laughs> we can't be. In fact, if you, help me Lord here this morning, if you read in the book of James, they came to church one time. They said to the, to the congregation, is there any sick amongst you? In other words, they were not expecting anyone to be sick. But they said, peradventure there is any. Notice what he says. He says, let them call for the elders of the church. So they have, you have to belong somewhere to even get a certain height of healing. <laughs> it says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. The, you know, new creation is very interesting reality because it says when God will heal first, then ask you, why did you commit sin? Say, so prayer of faith will save the sick. Then if he has committed any sin, it shall be forgiven him. So health is to advance God's agenda. 
favor is to advance God's agenda. And for the purposes of this meeting, enlargement. <laughs> oh, glory. <laughs> you need to feel what I'm feeling. Enlargement is the mind of God for the times that we are in. I stand on this exalted altar by the apostolic mandate that I carry. Your coast is about to be enlarged. Oh, I thought I would hear a better amen than that. It's about to be enlarged. It's about. Let's read the scripture. And I want to speak on the subject, how words can cause your enlargement. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 and 21. I'm going to just share very briefly, and I want us to take some time to pray. Proverbs chapter 18. Yes. Watch what it says here. Beautiful piece of scripture. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Father, bless your word. In Jesus' name. I thought, for example, that a man will be satisfied with the fruit of his hands, with the labor of his hands. But we read a very profound scripture. Go back to it again. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. This is the kingdom model. God is showing us how we're going to enter this enlargement that he's talked about through his servant. It's not enough for us to chant it. It's for us to understand how it works. We are different from those that are out there in the world. In the world, they use their hands to labor. In this kingdom, we use our hands to labor, but we increase by the fruit of our lips. And then the next verse is verse 21. Death and life, or for the purposes of our teaching this morning, enlargement is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it, the word love it in the Hebrew tongue means, and they that know how to make use of it shall eat the fruit thereof. So in one verse, it tells us that our bellies are satisfied with the fruit of our mouth and increase with the fruit of our lips. And then here it now tells us, if you know how to make use of it, then you would eat the fruit. Enlargement, supernatural enlargement is going to be as a result of how we use our tongue. Let me take us back a little bit. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, tohu bohu in the, in the Hebrew, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord moved over the face of the waters. Watch what's interesting here. And then the Bible says, and God said. If you read from verses 3 all the way to 25, in English language, it's called repetition. When there is repetition in English language, if you're writing an exam, you will feel woefully. What is called repetition is called tautology. 
In other words, it will not make sense to say, and God said, and God said, and God said. What will make sense in English language is to write, and God said, and tell us everything he said. But if God was repeating himself, there is a reason why he did so. The reason can be found in verse 26 of Genesis 1, when God said in the divine koinonia that was taking place between the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, in that koinonia, the expression or the euphoria of that koinonia was the birth of man. And then they said to man, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion, and gives us the mandate of dominion. So the question is here, it would have been unfair of God to say Adam will have dominion and not show him how. There would have been no point in God saying um, Adam should have dominion and not show him how. How was Adam to have dominion? It is found in verse 3 to 25. And what he saw, he said. To enter and encounter this enlargement, number one, write this down, your life is driven by your tongue. Your life is driven by your tongue. In this kingdom, your life is driven by your tongue. Look at me. Your life is not driven by the economy of the nation. Your life is driven by your tongue. Your tongue shapes the events of your life. Okay, can I? Oh, glory to God. Let me say this while you're here. That God is not responsible for the events of your life. Oh, yes. Let me say it on the rooftop. Am I glad? It's all over the... God is not responsible for the events or the outcome of your life. You are responsible. How do I know? In the text that we read, he said, death and life or your enlargement is in the power of the tongue, and they that love you shall eat the food thereof. Then he now said, he, 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 <laughs> God appeals to you. He said, choose life. If God was responsible, he wouldn't have said choose. You are responsible for where you are. If you are broke now, you are responsible. Because he gave you the capacity to deal in this kingdom, everything is voice activated. Hence, he showed us the example. And that's why if you go down to verse 28 of Genesis 1, the Bible says, And God said to man, be fruitful. Those were the breath of God. Please, Pastor Colin, come. Let me say it one more time. Let me show it to us one more time. Please come. Now I love you dearly. Because when you're going to pray in a moment, you have to pray with these things in mind. I am convinced beyond all reasonable doubt that some millionaires are about to be birthed before the end of this conference. I, I, I thought I would hear a better amen than that. I, listen, listen. I'm not saying it so that I can sound nice. I'm to make you, I am telling you what I know. Some things are about to shift for us. Why? Because we are about to learn how to use our tongue. 
Look at somebody by your side and said you're looking at a miracle. Watch this. So God created Adam. Can, can, can I, for emphasis sake, say here that Adam wasn't the first man. Yes, I said it. But it's not our teaching. How do I know? It's simple. It's there. God said, let us make man in our image. So who was that man that they were going to make? So he wasn't the first one. Adam was probably what you call an upgrade. Now with a different capacity to man that already existed. <laughs> so he says he formed man out of the terror or dust of the earth. I've said it here in House of Treasures that the word terror does not mean dust like we know it. The word terror is the consist or the ecosystem of the earth. So God took the gold, the oil, the silver, the diamond, and he squeezed it together to form man. So when you're looking at man, you're of the highest grade of material. Man is the only creature created up by God that can create his own world. The only creature. How do you explain a Felix Oko who came from the backside of some, some run-down village somewhere in West Africa who traveled these shores, haven't slept in a church building for one year, been driven away by, how do you explain how he then lands in a place where he has no immigration status. It's not a blessing place for him. The laws were not designed to support him. And yet, <laughs> he is able to create a world. Because everything you see is the world and the wisdom of a man. The way everything is arranged in this place shows us the wisdom. If I want to learn wisdom, all I need to do is look around. And I see the wisdom of Felix Oko on display. How did he do that? This is how he did it. When he was formed and fashioned, God was looking at himself. So when God created Adam, it wasn't really Adam he created. He was looking at a physical representation of what he is. <laughs> I, I look, you want this enlargement, you're going to get it. Somebody say Amen. The only way you can get it, let me announce to you, is that you look exactly like God. Oh, there are two questions. I said you look exactly. <laughs> oh, glory. So when God created that, I also say this to many people, that I am actually God's height. You know, yesterday, Pastor Nikki said, Apostle Felix is the best dresser in this country. Do you hear that part of the message? That's a lie, man. <laughs> I came to debunk it. <laughs> when you want to look at the best dresser, look at me. Where's the principle? Let the weak say, I am what? 
can you be sitting down there and be agreeing to something you like and you're not saying it for yourself? When I dressed up this morning, I looked at me and I said, mirror, mirror. Who is the handsomest of them all? Can I preach to someone here? After this ownership conference, they will see the picture of God in your life. Come on, I can don't preach. So when God created man, look at me. God was now going to put in that physical form the capacity for enlargement. Because the first thing God gave man was an economy. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Every time you see the word fish in scripture, it's a typology for revenue. Everywhere you see it. Anytime you read of fish in scripture, just have in your mind that God is talking revenue, money. Is that easy way to, to call it? How do we know? Go to Luke chapter 5. They toiled all night and caught nothing. They still had to catch fish. Go to John chapter 22, I believe it is. Towards the end of the book of John. They were hungry, they caught a fish. When they wanted to pay taxes, they caught a fish. So anytime you see fish, it's the metaphor in scripture for revenue. And the first thing God gave Adam dominion over was revenue. But how? How? In verse 28, put it up on the screen. Put it up, Genesis 1.28, put it up. Glory to God. Pastor Judy, good to see you. I wasn't too sure whether it was you, but good to see you. Genesis 1.28, please, put it up. Is he on the screen? I'm looking for it. Verse 28, guys, or are we? Okay. I want you to read it alongside with me. That's why I put it up. And God blessed them. Who were them that he was talking to? The general word for human race was man. Inside man was male and female. So when the Bible says man, it's talking to both male and female. That's why I said he blessed them. And God said to them, this is how he was going to enter into the anointing to have dominion or for our conference to enter enlargement. And God said, be fruitful. What was the breath of God? Here was terror. Standing there, couldn't move. There was no capacity inside him. Because God is the only one that has the capacity to move from one end to the other. And creating a world for himself. The way he wanted it. Space, anything. God can fill all in all. God can make for himself anything. And he gave you and I the same capacity. Be fruitful. Multiply. Subdue the earth. Replenish. The word replenish also proves that man existed before Adam. Because the mandate of dominion was now to re. The word re means to restock. Do it again. And he gave Adam that capacity. So Adam 
behaves exactly like God. How does God behave? He sees it, then he says it. Oh, hold on. For the enlargement to come, you've got to see it first. This church, I can tell you for free, this church had less than 300 members. If my memory serves me correct. When this leader of ours kept saying to me, I'm going to expand this building to seat 5,000 people. We're less than 300. In my mind, I, I would never forget one of those conversations. We walked into this place and he was saying, at that point in time, it was such a huge building. 300 people was what we had. I used to count when I come. I was an usher nobody knew. So that nobody can lie to me. You know some pastors, they say, oh, 10,000 came to service today. It's okay. You can say what you want. But, and then he would be telling me then, 5,000 people, there was already enlargement on his inside. I was always wondering, who was making him say it was part of the mandate God gave man? James chapter 1 and verse 26. Put it up on the screen. I'll soon be done. We'll pray. James 1, 26. I want to show you who calling is. In case you don't know. James chapter 1 and verse 26. I want to show you who calling is. Watch what's happening here. <laughs> Very interesting piece of scripture, Pastor KG. He says, if any man amongst you, Pastor Colin, seems to be religious. The word religious there means if he seems to be super spiritual. Have you seen some people that they are in the congregation, you know, there are some brothers here where you as a single sister is sitting down next to them and they are praying in tongues. Deep tongues. Kadosh, padosh. You know very well that ah, if this brother should marry me, our family will be great. This kind of tongues, if we are hearing it at home, Idagada, Kuba. Have you heard Pastor Felix pray in tongues? <laughs> Pastor Felix torments two classes of people. He torments the devil and he's also tormenting me. <laughs> I'll be sitting down in my house watching the service and then he starts to pray. I get up from my chair. What kind of tongues are those? Put it back there. Don't go away. If any man amongst you seems to be religious, but what? And bridle not his tongue. That man deceived, Satan doesn't deceive you, deceive yourself. He said that person deceives his own heart and that man's religion, that outward show of spirituality, raising up the hands, falling down before they touch you, he says all of it, the word in vain, the word vain there in the Greek is the word empty and unproductive and does not have the capacity for enlargement. How? Because he can't bridle his tongue. So what does that mean? So here's Pastor Colin. He led us in an incredible moment of worship. Then when they were announcing 
Pastor Ike to come. He came and took my Bible. In fact, when he was taking the Bible from me, he was, his hands were shaking. He knelt down with one knee to receive the Bible and then brought it up here. You needed to see how religious he was. As he was going down, he bumped into KG and said, you are stupid. That activity that he just did is empty. How do you deceive your heart? Take me to verse 21 of James chapter 1. We're about to pray. They asked me to teach up it. They said, encourage you. Because you, can't, you have to get answers. Somebody say amen. amen. Next year, you, did you hear Apostle Nikki? One of the prophetic words he said. He said, we, do, we expanded this now. This is another extra 2,000 seats. We don't know what's going to happen next year. And I know my friend very well. His middle name is stress. To stress people. That's his middle name. Because I promise you, we are going to do some sort of expansive work somewhere. But guess what? It is going to be different than what it was in 2022. By 2023, there will be people in this building that will say, Apostle, please, how much would it cost? Oh, I thought I'm talking to the right people here. <laughs> they will say, Apostle, how much would it cost? Apostle will say, we need 10 million rand to be able to expand it. The person will say, please don't make that announcement anymore. For the Lord has enlarged my, oh, come on, church. He has enlarged my territory. Watch this. From verse 21. You know I love you too much. He's one of my very good friends. Very good friends. He's saying no. But see, that's that religion at play. <laughs> Even God called Abraham his friend. <laughs> Watch what he says. Wherefore, please stay here, my example. He says, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. The word engrafted in the Greek is the word superior. He said, receive with meekness the superior word. What is the superior word? The word you receive is greater than what you see on your outside. That's why Jonah chapter 12 verse 8 says, they that observe lying vanities, they forsake their mercy. How do you forsake your mercy? By observing what's happening on the outside. Then you use your words to agree with it. So what's happening in South Africa, this country is bad. You have not received the superior word. Apostle Philip stood here and declared yesterday, this nation cannot go down. That's the superior word. In spite of the fact that there was no shedding. But we are not moved by those things that we see. For the things that we see are subject to chart. Which is able to save your souls. Verse 22. Let me show you how you deceive your heart. But be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving. You deceive yourself when you can't do the word. What is the doing of the word? The declaration of it. 
The doing of the word is not a physical action. It's the declaration of it. I'm going to show it to you in a minute. Go to the next verse, verse 23. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man that looks at his image in a glass. And then after a while, he forgets what manner of man he is. Let me show you how now that this thing is speaking and not doing. Romans chapter 10. From verse 1. And I'll soon be done. If I look at my notes, we're not going to get out of here. Romans chapter 10. Are you learning anything? Somebody said, I am greatness. I didn't say I am great. Say, I am greatness. Romans chapter 10 from verse 1. I love this one, Pastor Judy. It says, brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for house of treasures is that you might be saved. Verse 2. For I bear them record. So it's possible that there are people here that when we look at your record of service, it's great. But it says, they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Yeah, they have a zeal. That's why you see certain people who are working so hard in church, but yet no breakthrough. It's not according to knowledge. What knowledge? The capacity to speak. At. It's coming, verse 3. Watch this. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for the righteous, for righteousness to everyone that believes. Now watch this, is coming now in verse 5. Moses then describes the righteousness which is of the law. What is the righteousness that is of the law? That the man which doeth these things. So the righteousness of the law was a doing thing. <laughs> you are sweeping the chair. It's a doing righteousness. You carry the chairs. You know, some people use that to try to entangle God. God, can't you see that I do all this? It's a doing righteousness. And it says, such people shall live by them. But look at verse 6. The one that belongs to you and I. But the righteousness which is of faith, not of the law, it speaks. It speaks. Saying. That's what we're about to do now in the next 20 minutes. We're going to speak the righteousness of God. I am telling you that those of you that are in this service this morning... By the time you are coming this evening, you are coming with a testimony. Oh, the one whose amen is the loudest. I said that shall be your story. It's not what we are doing. It's what we say. I said it's not what we are doing. I said it's what we say. I said it's not what we are doing. <laughs> Oh, you're about to say to your mountain today, uh, I don't know who it is I'm talking to. You will speak to this mountain. Uh, be thou removed. Uh, be thou cast into the sea. You will not doubt in your heart. But the things that you say shall come to pass. And the Bible says you shall have whatsoever. Let me show you how it works in expansion and then we'll begin to pray. 
Roman, um, Proverbs chapter 12. Give me the 14th verse. Glory to God. Romans chapter 12, uh, Proverbs chapter 12. Watch this. I want to show you how you get your business to enlarge. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Did you see that again? Very close to Proverbs 18. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth and the compensation of his hands shall be rendered unto him. In other words, see how you enlarge. So you're working in pick and pay as a cashier. Whilst you're working in your hands, you begin to declare the mind of God. You don't have to be the CEO to get all the blessings that you require. You just have to keep declaring what God says. I can prove it to you. The young maid at the age of eight told Naaman's wife, he said, ah, there is a prophet in Israel. If you will send Naaman there, Naaman went, came back cleansed. Do you know what they would have done to that young girl of eight? As you are declaring over the works of your hands, all of a sudden, there are problems in the company that they can't solve themselves. But the wisdom of God is resting on your inside. And then while you're holding the mop and the bucket, you just say to that manager, please, if you would just listen to me, if you would do A, B, C, and D, this company is about to turn around. And then because in their desperation, they don't have an answer to that challenge that they are facing, they will listen to what looks like foolishness. And the foolish things of the world is about to confound the wise. And God is going to use that moment to enlarge you. Because the righteousness which is of faith speaks. It's God's method speaking. It's God's method speaking. When I got to the United States, it was on the very month that the pandemic broke out. And then I was living in an apartment with my wife and four children. And then one month after leaving the apartment, my wife wakes up in the middle of the night. She says, babe, she says, let's go get ourselves a house. We had no job. We had no status. We had no credit. But she had a word. It's called the righteousness of faith. <laughs> and it speaks to us. When she spoke like that, I knew it's good you have somebody who hears God and knows God. When she spoke, I knew it was not from the natural realm. And I said, all right, let's go. We began to go and look for a house. We saw a number of houses. We got back home one time after going to look for houses for a few days. And she said to me, but I want a brand new home. We began to look for a brand new home. We found a brand new home. And then we went to the bank. We went to the system. And then they said to us, well, the only way you could buy this house that is brand new is if you had A, B, C, D, and E. And we knew we did not have A, B, but we wanted to be able to hear the opponent so that when he speaks his words, we can counter what the opponent said. Was it not Goliath that used his mouth to say, send me your champion? 
if those words were not spoken, David would not have had the opportunity to speak back. Oh, yes. I came to tell someone here, every mountain that you have faced was because God wanted to give you an opportunity to speak back to it. And today in this house, in the name of Jesus Christ, we shall speak back. So when the manager said that to us, I said to him, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. My God shall supply all. I can't hear. I said all. While we were saying it, God was working something somewhere. They said to qualify, the house we were going to buy at the time was $300,000. They said we needed 140,000. As we were driving out of the place, my wife said, I hope you know, you know we have it. I did not know for some reason. I'd never seen it in my life. We get to the house. She goes on to the laptop, opens one of our accounts. She had been keeping money there for 10 years, not touching, not knowing ever. And there was exactly $140,000. We took it, went to pay, and then they started building the house. Now the house is complete. We moved into it. We started paying off. We have just $40,000 left to pay on that house. By the time I get home from this trip, you're not hearing me. We're about to write off that. Hold on a second. Whilst we're doing that, all of a sudden we move from Dallas to Houston. The righteousness, which is of faith, speaks on this wise. When we got to Houston, Texas, my wife said, we already know what to do. We are not renting a house. We are building another one. Last Saturday on her birthday, they gave her keys to another other house up. I don't know who I came to talk to. Enlargement has already started. Stand up, everyone. This work, look, I was talking with them, Pastor Colin yesterday, and he reminded me, reminded me of something that I may have forgotten. It's important who is hanging around you. He said to me, he said, this Christianity is about proof. You can't be in the same position. One year later, you are still in that same place. Today, you're moving from tenant to a landlord. Maybe you didn't hear what I came to tell. I'm telling you right now. Today, sir, you're going from buying second-hand vehicles to buying the one that you have always dreamt about. Why? Because the righteousness which is of faith. That's why the Bible says that your confession is your profession. What is a profession? A profession is what you do to earn and sustain yourself. The believer's profession is your confession. Today you will speak in the hearing of the Lord and there shall be an answer. Do I, do I have some people that are in this house here? God is about to turn your story, turn your circumstance, lift your ministry, give your children access to... Listen. Listen. There was one particular time an apostle, I, let me confess to you why I call him. Call him. 
and I start talking with him. Because when I want to position myself, I'm making my confession now, for greatness, I have to find someone who is speaking from an order. I may never be able, I wouldn't have access to some of our spiritual fathers who have access to him. So I would give him trick questions. And he would ask, I say, ah, so that's where he is. Because I'm in that vicinity, it also means that I'm a partaker of that level. It can't be less. So I plug in. <laughs> so when I came down this way, I, while I was here, I think it was, yes, I was telling him, not only did we close on the new house in Houston, the businesses that I do, they now paid out yesterday. I was, they thought I was singing differently. My songs were songs of <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't want to mention the figure that I made in the last two days. Because if I did, they say you're boasting. But it's okay to boast. Because boasting is part of speaking. You can enlarge your territory today. You don't have to wait till the end of the conference. Your own can start. While others are still waiting to collect theirs, you have already collected your own. I stand on this exalted altar. The words that you are about to declare here today, there shall be a performance. Your amens are weak. I said there shall be a performance. I said there shall be a performance. In this kingdom, our currency is words. It's not money. It's words. I said it's not money. There are people that are ready to carry out the instructions that you give. So you are going to give out some. Don't pray beggarly prayers. Lord, can't you see my situation? He's not seeing nothing. Because he gave you the antidote. The words that come. Death and life. Are you ready to pray? We have very few minutes. Because we need to go prepare for... Am I, is my time correct? Yes. Because that time says quarter to 11, I would have continued preaching. <laughs> we're going to pray intensely. But this time you're going to pray with the knowledge in mind that God has given you the capacity. Speak. Listen. Stop binding devils. The devils was arranged by God to show you what you need to deal with. don't have anything to contend with. You have nothing to release words on. When they fought in the valley of Ajalon, a war they could not win. But Joshua said, no. He spoke, let the sun. I, I don't know what, I, I don't think you read the Bible the way I read it. What kind of prayer did he pray? A man in battle, let the sun stand still in Ajalon. And the Bible says, and God had the voice of Joshua. But there was a secret model somewhere up on the mountain where Moses was. While he was praying, declaring words, the Bible says that the hands of Moses grew weary. And then Aaron and Hur, they went and held his hands so that he could declare words. Oh, they held hands. Their hands they used in building. But it wasn't what was causing the enlargement. It was what Moses was saying. 
To the point that when Joshua came and said they were losing the battle and he turned around, it was the exact time. Your hands can be weak, but your voice can be heard. You have tried that business, it has not expanded. Now today you will speak to it. There is a greater secret in this place. It's the words that are about to come out of your mouth. One prayer point only. And we're going to pray for the next 15 minutes. One point. Lord, increase me. Expand my territory. Look beyond the circumstance. I said look beyond the, you know. <laughs> I remember the time in my life when I used to say when I'm traveling, I won't take clothes with me anymore. I wanted that, I wanted to get to that realm in my life. Every country I went to, you are poor when you have to carry 10 suitcases to travel. It's poverty. There are shops everywhere you go. Are you here? Then you go to those shops, but you now have to pay for extra luggage, the one you took and the one you are bringing. So when I was coming on this trip, one of my sons, he passes the church there, somewhere in the south. He says, Dad, you're coming. I said, yes. They are thinking for you. These scriptures are before you pray, I'd already answered. Before you thought of it, I've given you a response. He said, Dad, what would you like to wear? I saw, I, I see you like this particular French style of suit. Would you like to have it when you come? I said, yes. He said, how many days are you coming for? I said, I'll come for me about 10 days. He said, I'll make 10 of them. 10 of them. He thought he was doing me a favor. I've already sent him in the realm of the spirit. I sent him. When I was coming, I said I wanted to be received in style. I can't, you have to declare, look, listen. I said I wanted to be received in style. And then one group came to receive me. They came in a skoro skoro. But house of treasures when they came. They came in an S class. And they came with all kinds of uniform. And I made sure that when they were going to receive me at the airport, I went to where people can see what's the Lord. <laughs> I went there. I, I, I didn't want to hide that blessing. I moved to where. So when Francis and the rest of them came and they were greeting, holding the bag, I waited until I saw some of my white folks and some of my black folks. Let them see what I am now. Take a picture of where I am right now because after today, God is about to change my story. When they took me out to the car park, they said, sir, we are very sorry. Uh, you have to work with us there. I said, it's okay. And when I got there, I saw this S-class. It was just looking. Mm. You know, there are cars and there are cars. Eh? Allow me to enjoy my moment. Um, when they opened the door for me to sit down, one of the persons that came in the skoro skoro, she had enough sense to say, ain't going back with you. Huh? Levels have changed. Huh? Let me go back on this side. Huh? Those of you that have come to ownership conference, huh? your levels have changed. If I were you, they are building expansion. Go and take sand from here. Go back to where you are coming from. If they are building God's house, before this time next year, they'll be building your own house. 
you're not hearing me. I said, before this time next year, I shall come and hear those testimonies. If God can build me in a house, in a country where I had no job, this is the third house we are building now in three years. Three years. Three years. This thing, look, the economy you come from, the government you subscribe to, they have supplies for you. It's now time to activate how you get those supplies. The righteousness of faith speaks. Are you ready to pray? going to pray intensely for the next 10 minutes that we have left. Let me make sure it's 10 minutes, okay. For the next minute that we have left. Don't, this is not the kind of, there was, there was a realm of prayer, Apostle Felix, that Hannah prayed. Pastor Judy, Hannah prayed the kind of prayer that they thought she was drunk. And then she got a miracle that no man had seen. It was called a man child. She didn't give back to a baby. She gave back to a man child. Ah, you have to give back to a child that is a man already. How? She knew this was not a normal child and then gave it back to the Lord. I'm telling you, if you just believe what you have heard these last two days, I know, look, I know what I'm saying. Those of you that are here, before ownership is over, you'll be, that's while others are praying, you'll be waiting. Can I, can I share what God has done? He has turned my, my, my territory has just expanded. Because the righteousness of faith speaks. Are you ready to speak? It's for your life, not for mine. Amen. It's for your business, not for mine. It's for your children. Look, I told you the story here once. My daughter went to university at 15. When she graduated, she graduated summer cum laude. First class, extraordinary. That's that she had 5.0% GPA. Ora Roberts University said they can't let her go. They carved out an office for a 19-year-old made her head of data relations and asked, how much do you think we should pay you at 19? <laughs> Yesterday, my daughter was talking and then she, I told her one thing that I was doing here and she said, Dad, can I send you a thousand dollars? Would that be okay? Just, just use it at 19. It's words that got her there. Words. My second daughter is 16. She started a company at 13. She makes beats. She will sit down, come back from school and make them. I will be asking her, what are you doing them for? She said, I'm going to sell them all over the world. My children don't ask for money. How do, how do you take your family to a restaurant and your 16-year-old is saying, Dad, can I pay? <laughs> how, how do you get there? It was words. I knew what I said on them when they were being born. I'm telling you here, there is nothing that came to me as surprise. I consciously brought myself there. 
I told you people five years ago that one day I would preach in ownership. I told you. I told you. <laughs> five years ago. Five, I told you. <laughs> were you there when I said it? Uh -huh. I said if I, when I was saying it, they were laughing. <laughs> I told them it was coming. Ah, see what the Lord. <laughs> listen, listen. There was somebody that they had planned to put there. But when God says it's your time, he will move them out. Oh, come.